three, two, one. I'll do my best. That was close enough. <laughs> All right. Episode two of uh, BS Coast to Coast. Ben yes. Sloth. Obviously no other connotations there. How are you on this fine evening, Benny? I'm good. I'm good. I just got off work. I'm relaxing. Sounds miserable. My roommates weren't home and we turned the AC off and we're not home. So I come home to 90 degree apartment. But it's okay. It cools down fast. I've never had AC in my entire life. How do you? How are you alive right now? I don't. I mean, I live on top of a hill, so we get like wind. So well, I guess that's the best we can do. I've always lived in places where it, where it, you know clears a hundred every summer for a while. Right, like, Virginia, it'll be hot for months and months. Same with uh, Kansas, same with L.A. How hot does Kansas get? I thought Kansas was supposed it to be is, cold. It gets in the 90s, but it also gets really humid. Yeah, humidity sucks. Alright, so uh, something we didn't actually get to last time. Uh, no. You've played Baldur's Gate. I have played a lot of Baldur's Gate. Give us the rundown. So, Baldur's Gate, this is, here's, my, here's my best take on Baldur's Gate. D&D is a lot of fun, but D&D is, even with the play mat, even with your minis, even with like detailed mats, it's all a lot of theater of the mind. It's all a lot of imagination, right? Which is good for someone like me who has a wild imagination. But it's a little bit harder for people to get sucked into who aren't really into it or used to that sort of thing. Baldur's Gate did a really good job Stupid of... Stupid people. I mean, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, uncultured people. Um, Baldur's Gate did a really good job of visualizing a lot of that. You know, you, instead of just saying, oh, I attack it, I roll the dice... I do it. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smite it if you're a paladin, right? Things like that. You actually do this in-game, and your character moves, do a little flourish, and you chop something in half, and it's just amazing, right? It's a lot of fun to see. Um, so, so does the game take, like, the place of, like, the game master, dungeon master, whatever you call it? Yeah, so, like, you'll you'll go into an encounter. Say you, there's, there's one where you got there's, there's a couple, but, like, say you do the one where you fight some gnolls, right? They're, like, hyena people. Um, it'll control them and you'll play your character and it'll, it'll do them and it'll do, it'll handle like the environmental effects, right? Somebody throws fire on the ground. You don't have to keep track of any of that. Like you just play your character against the computer and you go. And a lot so of the that... adventures set in stone. So like, if you go here, X will happen. So how different would you say it is from D and D? Is it? pretty much just the same thing except in like the video form on a very base level it's pretty much the same i mean i've never um, played D. &D. I haven't played Boulder you don't State. you don't one thing one thing about D, D and one thing about tabletop games in general is there's a little bit of gm finesse so like if you mess up really hard or like if luck just doesn't go your way your gm can kind of guide the game and keep you going right like he's like well 
maybe you did this, try this again, you know, give you a second chance, right? And Baldur's Gate's around for giving. If you whiff a roll, uh, you could just die. Which is technically rules is written, but it's less fun in your... It's easy Baldur's Gate because you just reload a save, right? Save scum is a thing. And even the devs will tell you don't be afraid to do it. But in regular D&D, you know, you've got a character with... 40, 50 hours in, and it just dies to something dumb, and you're like, well, uh, and you're sad. Um, that actually leads me to another thing. Uh, in Baldur's Gate, you don't need to spend time having the DM narrate things to you. Things just happen in real time, so you can clear a lot of ground quicker. Oh, so you, like, progress uh, faster? Yeah, because I, I, I did a playthrough... I'm doing, I'm doing like a third playthrough where uh, I'm not really paying much attention to the story. I'm just kind of chugging my way through it, and I'm just demolishing the game uh, because you can do that. But in but in regular tabletop games, and that's tabletop games in general, um, you uh, you have to like narrate your stuff to the DM. You have to narrate what you're doing, how you're doing it right. In Baldur's Gate, you just click, and it'll tell you if you can do it or not, and you just do it. So it streamlines you a little bit of stuff. I think Baldur's Gate is a good way for people who don't really know or have never played D D to play it. You think it's easier to get into? Yes. So what one and two or are they just like I stories? I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something here. I didn't play one or two. I don't know I played, who has. Like I've seen a bunch I of played, people that they've played Baldur's Gate. Three, but like I never even heard of it until I played Neverwinter Nights. I played Neverwinter Nights, which was a game set in D and D three point five, which you think is two thousands. I can't remember how old that was, but like it was set in D and D three point five, and it was very much reminiscent of Baldur's Gate three. They're very, they're very similar. The system's obviously different because one's fifth edition D and D, one's three point five edition D and D. But as far as like the gameplay itself, they're kind of similar. And I imagine Baldur's Gate 2 is the same way. So what would you say your uh, IGN review for this is? You know, a, a scale of 1 to 10. I'd give it... I'd probably give it a... Okay. From knowing what I know about D&D and how I play it and how like advanced... Because D and D is like our jam, right? Me and me and my friends can sit down and crank out five characters in thirty minutes and play D and D without even a hardcover or anything. We'll just make some stuff up, make some monsters up, and play. Right on that level, I'd probably rate it as a seven, which is still pretty high. Because there are some flaws. There are some flaws in it, and it's only one set adventure. Do you think but you enjoy really it good. more than D and D, or is it just like a completely different experience that you can't really compare? It, it, it's not completely different. I'd say I like regular D and D better because there's more adventures and there's more paths you can take. Because Baldur's Gate does a good job of letting you letting you do multiple things, but like there are certain parts where you just have to solve that encounter. There's not you can go around it kind of, but like there's no going to the next town over, going around and doing a thing, right? Like in regular D and D, the world is your oyster. Uh, you have a lot more creative freedom. 
Um, and that's why tabletop D D will always be better. But Baldur's Gate is still really good. It is an oh, extremely good game. Also, I mean, this is just you know outside looking in because I haven't played either. But it's probably easier because I don't think you can really play D D by yourself, can you? That is true. You do make a good point. You cannot. So I mean, uh, Baldur's Gate is just more accessible in a way. It's more accessible, absolutely more accessible. Especially if you're it like is... me and have no friends. 100%, yeah. 100% you have no friends, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it is absolutely more accessible. And it's easier to play with, um, like, some of our friends are playing it with me, and they're not really on the up and up when it comes to D&D. But the game does a lot, a really good job of, like, illustrating things that are happening. And, like, you don't really have to... There's a lot of mechanics that happen under the hood, right? Uh, dice rolls, bonuses... Uh, multipliers, things like that. But you don't really have to pay attention to that too much in Baldur's Gate. They do a really good job of letting letting you play it without having that deep, crunchy knowledge of that you of D and D, right? So is it um, the same? Uh, is it the same? Like, I don't even know what you say. Like developers? No. Or is it just a company that practically just took? It's a company that I believe has rights. Who is it? It's Larian Studios. I believe they just have the rights. Um, mm. But they made several good games. They made all the Divinity Original Sin games, which are really good. Um, they made a lot of really good RPGs. But, it, I mean, the system itself is D&D 5e. It's 5th edition. Like, I could translate a character sheet into that game. It, like, it's all the same. It's it's, it's There's certain weird tweaks uh, to facilitate um, playing it on the game like thief or like a, a subclass of rogue is is tweaked a little bit but like as far as building your character and doing your stuff it's regular dnd 5e it's just a lot of it's automated All right. you don't you don't have to roll your attack rolls you don't have to roll you know when you go to swing you don't have to roll a d20 the game just does it it does the math and things like that and it does a lot of things really well. It handles magic items really well. It it, it simplifies a lot of things that are that are kind of crunchy in D anD. d And just kind of puts it in a video format, which mm-hmm. is a lot more pleasing to people. Is there a lot of grinding? No, um, because the encounters. It's it's a lot of solving different encounters, but the but realistically, there's not really any grinding. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it grinding. I wouldn't call any of it grinding. It, yes, in the sense that you have to chew through these encounters to level up, but they're all different. They're all specific encounters. They're all specific combats. It's not. There's no. It's not like West Marches where you go out and you just do random adventures and level up. Like you're progressing through the story, and you're doing these encounters. I mean, it's a long game. D and long. It takes a lot of experience to get to get higher levels, uh, but you progress through the story pretty well. Hmm. Uh, I think about all we have and other game news this week is the uh, Red Dead Redemption One port. Yeah. What do you think about that? Did you play Red Dead Redemption One? I did not. I have not played any of them. I know. I know things of them. I know some things that happen in them, but you I really two? never. 
Nope. Ugh, disgusting. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I never never got around to it. Uh, I I I'm I'm joining the boycott. I refuse to involve myself in that game. Uh it's literally the most low effort thing I've ever seen. Like even uh Skyrim mm. when they uh did the special edition at least kind of added things. They didn't add anything to the game at all. It's just the same old game. Literally, like, the graphics and colors are slightly better, and I, I don't want to say too much on it, since I haven't actually played myself, but it literally just looks like they just turned the saturation up a little bit to make the colors pop more. But I mean, besides that, it's literally a port to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Which can barely even handle mobile games as it is. And then a port for the PS4. Yeah. And it, which I, uh, I thought was crazy. It's the PS4. They did it for the last generation. Yeah. Like, technically, yes, you can play PS4 games on the PS5. But, but like, why? Yeah. Like, they, they can't even be bothered to do, like, the littlest bit in terms of... Um, taking the game and optimizing it for the PS5. And um, the Take-Two CEO tried to justify it because they're charging $50 for it. Yeah, I saw that. Which was literally the price of the game on release. If I remember correctly. And Take-Two's CEO put out a tweet. And he, he kind of just like put together some word salad about it. <laughs> and said something like, oh, we looked at the commercial markets and... Uh, determine that this is the most accurate price for it. It's like, dude, you're charging $50 for a game that I played 15 years ago. <laughs> and the weirdest part to me is they didn't even release it for PC. Yeah, that was a little bit strange. The game has literally never had a PC port. The closest you can get 
to play it on PC is to download a PS3 or Xbox emulator and play it like that. Yeah. And Take Two will break down your door and fuck your butthole if you try that. Yeah. Like, Take Two That's... are relentless bastards. Like, it's not even Rockstar, it's Take Two. <laughs> like, when you're worse like, than Rockstar. The guy who um, somehow got, like, the source code or whatever to um, GTA 6, like, he had, yeah. like, the code and, like, had basically what the game had so far and was, like, playing it and playing it online. They fucking, they sicked the FBI on the guy. Yeah, I remember that. dude that. got fucked. That was crazy. I, that was a massive response. Yeah, I know they're relentless bastard. The fuck it, the, they were less pissed about the guy who leaked government documents on the Minecraft servers. I know that, which is strange, right? Like, yeah, take take two are relentless bastards. If you do anything to that, this is the last anyone will they, ever. They hear ruin you. They ruin your life. Your life's it's, over. It's basically the mafia at that point. But yeah, it's crazy. I, I think that Red Dead Redemption One. I mean, it always holds a very special place in my heart. It's been one of my favorite games for years, and I've been wanting the means to replay it in a better way. But this just isn't it. They, it's been overdue for a remaster, but not a port. Yeah, I I'm when I heard it was important not a remaster, that's when it kind of I kind of stopped caring. I didn't think that. Like I had my expectations for a remaster set to the very bottom, after the uh, San Andreas and uh, GTA Three and Vice City remaster mm-hmm. that they did. That was an absolute disaster. I had my expectations set so low, I didn't think they could disappoint me, and they still managed to. <laughs> they still disappointed you. Jeez. Yeah. I, I mean, I cannot, in good conscience, fork over the money for that game, no matter how much I love it. I mean, there are certain aspects of it that I like more than Red Dead Redemption 1. Or, I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, there are a few things that I think they did better. I think some of the story was a bit better. Um, mm. A couple of the mechanics, like the law and stuff, were better. But, I mean, they're asking for... Pretty much asking you to break open your piggy bank for a second time like you did 13 years ago to pay for the game again. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm not buying it. I did watch a little gameplay on it, and they didn't add anything at all. It doesn't even have multiplayer. And I liked Red Dead Redemption One's multiplayer more than Red Dead Redemption Two. Like ultimately, there is less to do, but there were like some fun game modes, like uh, the one where you all start in a circle and then you all just start shooting each other. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. I can't remember the name of that one. I don't remember the name either. But I, I remember that mode. Can I pop in there and play those? And 
I, I ultimately always have more fun playing Red Dead Redemption uh, 1 multiplayer than Red Dead Online. And they didn't even add that to the game, so... As far as I know, they added the DLCs and that's it. Like, even other ports, like Tomb Raider to the PS4, you know, had little things that they added. They mm -hmm. couldn't even be bothered to do the bare minimal this time. I'm I'm shocked, honestly, at how little is added. Like, it's just... It's, I'm shocked. That, I'm shocked that, that, that they pulled it off and said everything was okay. Like it's just not. Yeah, they haven't. As far as I know, so far they haven't released a statement either, saying that they're sorry that their game sucks. Yeah. I don't know. They might. They may never do. They may never do that. So. Um. Actually, I forgot about this. Uh, what's the deal with Starfield right now? Oh, I'm I am anticipating that game. You're what, not gonna hear what, from me for a month. What is September sixth? It says the release date is. Fifth or sixth? I can't remember. It says sixth. Yeah, one of those days. So is that um. Is there a demo out or something? I don't know. Because I heard people talking about it like they've played it. There, yeah, there was a lot of there's early access, and there were like, it's like oh. testing and stuff. So like beta um, and stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of it. It got really good reviews. It looks really good. I'm, it's I'm really anticipating this game. I mean, it's really about Bethesda. I mean, Bethesda doesn't do anything wrong, right? Right. Um, well, I mean, at least we know that we'll get this game at least five more times. So, that's no true. That's true. To pick it up. Todd's gonna find so many ways <laughs> to to get money from us for it. Hey, I I but, still I still like to play Skyrim on my smart refrigerator. I mean, this this is. I mean, this is Skyrim in space, from what I hear. Only way better. Yeah, I... Um, it's also massive. It's like 120 gigs, 150 gigs, something stupid like that. So, like... I wonder how it's gonna, um... shape up against, uh... What was that one game that released, like, seven or eight years ago? Dozen Space, and the game, like, was evolving itself. It made a big deal about. I'm gonna start Citizen. No, 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 No Man's Sky. Oh, uh, well, No Man's Sky is an exploration game. Yeah, it is. I there's think combat, it's but there's it's more. Yeah, uh, and... Starfield is a lot more action. Yeah, it's gonna have an RPG element. I just wonder how the exploration itself is gonna is gonna shape up to that. I don't know. I think it. I think this will be pretty good. This will be really good. I'm like I said. I'm really looking forward to it. There have been games this year that I bought and I just I've been looking forward to and haven't really enjoyed. Like uh, Diablo Four is the big one. That was. 
You did it. So excited. I was so excited. I, I mean, it's, 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 I don't mind. It's a good game. It's, it's fun to play, but like, it's not anything new and it's, eh. Is it like Kill actually Demons over worse and over again. than three or is it like, it's, it's what three should have been. If three never existed, this would be Diablo three and it'd be perfect. Um, so it it's essentially on it's, what three already had, but not enough. Yeah, it's really close to three. I, it's it's basically like, uh, did you play Assassin's Creed uh, four and then Rogue? Uh, I didn't play Rogue, but I played four, and I heard they were essentially the same game. Yeah, it's like pretty it's much just different the setting. Problems that were in four were fixed in Rogue. And oh. it would have been the perfect game if they put effort into it. But uh, Rogue was just essentially coddling people who couldn't afford to buy a next-gen console at the time. Mm. So. But I heard, like, I heard Rogue the, was good. The few problems I had with Black Flag were fixed in Rogue. I think the only thing I can say that was actually worse about rogue surprisingly was the graphics the graphics graphics. were actually so much worse than rogue really Hmm. yeah because they just put absolutely no effort into it like i said it was just coddling people who didn't have a next-gen console and were complaining that unity was only for the ps4 and it's kind of the same situation where it's like people people said Rogue should have been the game that was next gen because it was so much better than Unity oh yeah Unity was an absolute pile of dog shit I thought the ideas behind some of the ideas in Unity were cool because Unity is the one that introduced Unity introduced all the different weapon types too right because like you could yeah you could wield all kinds of different weapons they change your play style they yeah, it's like there the were... one that really made your weapon choice matter. Yeah. Like the previous there were, ones, there like, were cool things. it was there, yeah. but it didn't really uh, change the game up that much. Yeah. Uh, but this, when you choose your weapons in UD, it actually kind of changes your play style a bit. But I remember and... I, I liked that about Unity. That was like one of the only things I liked, but I liked that about Unity. Yeah, that that was one of the things too, where it was like, because people didn't like Unity, he was also like, "Oh, we have to remove ourselves as much from this game as we can." So they got rid of the co-op multiplayer, which was like the one thing that people I liked. love co-op multiplayer. Yeah, that was fun. What was after S- Syndicate was after Unity, right? Yeah, I like Syndicate. I like Syndicate. It was like cheesy as fuck, and the story wasn't that good. Oh yeah, but... oh yeah, it was. I, it was like I an action movie. It best it it boasted some of the best gameplay, and one of the best settings. And if it had some more yeah, time, I, together, I really it would have been a great game. Did you play uh, Valhalla or uh, Odyssey? Nope. I got both of them. I really like both of them. I just played Origins for the first time like a week ago. I, I am so goddamn confused. <laughs> I didn't like Origins. Origins is one in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. 
I, I don't, I didn't get sucked into that setting, right? Like, I love being a Viking, and I love being a fucking Spartan, but, like, I didn't get sucked in the Magi Egypt setting. I, I'm honestly confused on what to do. Like, I have to watch a walkthrough or something. Like, it's not... There was that, too. It was very weird. It's like, every few years they change up the gameplay style pretty drastically. But still, if you had played one of the previous games, you could jump into it pretty easily and you figured out what to do. This just feels like a completely different game. And if the rumors are to be believed, they are kind of just trying to ride the coattails of The Witcher 3 because of how massive of a success it was and how people were losing yeah. interest in the assassin's creed franchise well they're kind of they're kind of like the gameplay in valhalla the gameplay in odyssey they're reminiscent of each other um i mean the setting's cool the stuff you do is cool but it's still you going around finding these points of interest or hunting these monsters or doing these things like it seemed kind of it started in Assassin's Creed. It started in Black Flag, and it's kind of they're all kind of like you get a boat in each one. You get you go places, you do stuff in Outpost, right? They're kind of similar in a lot of ways, but they're they're fun. They're fun games. It's and cool. Like there's a there's a quest like, in Odyssey, like kill the Nemean lion and stuff like that, and like you're like this is really cool, you know, but. The choices they make in the games really baffle me. Because another thing is, they're saying with the upcoming one, they're like returning to their roots. Ezio in the Middle East. Sort of. They are doing the Middle East, e... and I think it's pre-Crusades. Oh, nice. But return to the roots for them means that they're like. It's, it's like the PewDiePie meme. It's evolving only backwards. So, like, the free running looks janky as fuck. Like, it basically looks like it did during the Ezio games. And people have been comparing it to Unity and Syndicate, which had really, like, stylish free running. Yeah. And it yeah. just looks so bad. So, it's like, for Ubisoft, Going back to their roots literally means, I guess, using the exact same code that they used in Assassin's Creed 1. <laughs> but then there's also such weird decisions they're making, too, because there's a gameplay element, I believe, that was added in Odyssey, where you, like, tag a bunch of enemies, and then he'll, like, do, like, a little, like, phase shift thing where he, like, goes to each of mm -hmm. them and kills them, and it's like, that's not going back to your roots. Like, that, that was one of the reasons I kind of dropped this uh, franchise, because they started giving the assassins, like, superpowers. Yeah. Like, even, even before, I was like, Eagle Vision is a bit much. Well, like, even 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 the, the setting, right? Like, you're not, when you're in Odyssey, you're not an assassin as much as you are a, a Spartan warrior. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, you are this thing, badass. Like... In, in Valhalla, you're, you're a Viking, straight up, yeah, that talks to assassins. Yeah, that's a weird thing too. Is um, that started in Black Flag, but in Black Flag it, it worked. It was a little because, closer because you're a pirate. They're still, they're shady, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. Like, 
the assassins were there and involved in the story. Like, uh, I mean, they're and, involved in the story in Valhalla, but just not as much as you. They're, they're, it's like they threw them. They wrote them in. They had to write them in. They didn't. They weren't the story. Yeah. Well, same in with Blackflight. They were actually an active part of the story, and it was kind of like yeah, they were a big part. They, they were yeah. They had a rocky relationship with Edward because their goals usually were ultimately the same. Yeah. But Edward was just a dirty fucking scumbag, so they He's didn't want to actually work with him. And then that played a big part into the last few chapters where it's like Edward's redemption story, where he actually does become an assassin and puts like the assassin flag on his ship and everything. Yeah. And it's just like now it's like an afterthought where they're just trying to make games, but. They have to put the Assassin's Creed IP on it so they like come up with like the hidden ones or whatever, so it's like still kind of an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. One thing one thing that that uh I really did like about Black Flag too is um the actor. For Edward? For Edward, yeah. Did a uh they did a really good job of, of matching the actor to him. Like, they did really good... I don't know how to describe it. Oh, really? I've never actually seen him. Um, his model... Was, uh... Oh, my God. He does look like him, wow. Yeah, yeah. They did that with uh, Far Cry 3 as well. Um, The guy who voiced Voss looks exactly like him. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but... Yeah, it looks like Edward with, like, just dark hair. If you see him, if you see him in that... They did a, they did a miniseries of Constantine, and if you see him in Constantine, it's Edward Kenway. It's there's no question. You you look at that and you're like, that is Edward Kenway. They did do that with uh, Desmond and Altair though. They're yeah the, yeah the that was really cool. Looks just like uh, the characters. I I like it when they do that to be honest because it, it also to me it a lot it, it had some good immersion to it too. Uh, another example was um, Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, but that was like they just wanted Norman Reedus's face on a game. Yeah, yeah. But I, that wasn't so much like, oh, we're gonna model it after him because that was more like, oh, we're gonna model it after Norman Reedus because he's marketable. That's fair. But it works. I mean, Norman Reedus is a cool guy, and he and uh, uh, Hideo. Kojima are like really close friends, I guess. So that was cool. It worked. But um, on to another topic. I think we're a week removed today from the first AI rebellion. Did you see any of that? What? Snapchat AI went rogue last week. 
it got stinky. Um. Oh, is that when they sent out all the messages? Yes. Yeah, so a week ago, today, I believe it was. Snapchat's AI posted a story, and it looked to be a wall. Like it, it was like a second or two seconds long. And I don't remember. Um, I, I think I saved the recording. If I still have it, I'll throw it up. But um, it was just like a two-second recording of a wall. And that was it. I didn't and... open that message, but I wish I did now. Oh, I did. I went hard. I, I started interrogating it. Like, I, I was like Spongebob and Squidward interrogating Mr. Krabs, like smashing all of his machinery in front of it. Like, I was testing it, trying to see if it could love or if it could cry. Like, I was going hard with that thing, but um, once Snapchat kind of caught on to the fact that its AI wasn't acting right, they made it so it would only respond with like, oh, I ran into a technical error, and that's all it would hey. tell you. Um, but... So, I mean, AI-generated shit has been huge mm-hmm. for, you know, the last couple months. To the point that if you see something that's AI-generated, you can kind of tell if it is or not. Sometimes it's really good and you can't tell exactly, but there's usually some sort of tell. Yeah, yeah. This had true. no no sign at all of it being AI generated. This completely looked like it was an actual picture taken. Wow. So that completely um, nullifies the whole thing that Snapchat said that there is no human element to their AI. Because something, that that picture was taken by a human, definitely, or the, the, the like two-second video. So it begs the question, where did it come from? Yeah, where... So, as of right now, my theories are, it was a Snapchat dev who was playing around and did something wrong which is probably the most um probable explanation or there was a hack and somebody managed to hack the AI server whatever I I don't entirely know how that works but there's a hack and somebody posted that or somebody took that video and posted it on snapchat either their story or sent it to a friend or sent it to the ai bot itself and somehow the ai bot managed to put it on its own story and snapchat has been weirdly silent about it do so you we think don't know what happened? Do you think that they could just have a system set up to where there is a camera and the bot was just like 
Well, my next step is to post a snap because it is Snapchat. I know that's kind of reaching. The angle is weird, and if that was the case, I would think that... I don't know why they would have a camera hooked up to it, and it literally looked like someone was like leaning back in their chair and just like kind of pointed a phone camera up at the ceiling and took a mm, two-second yeah. video. And somebody said... And I couldn't confirm this, but they said there was a certain way where if you rewatched it, like you had to reply, uh, I don't know, do 20 jumping jacks and jump through a flaming hoop or something. And after all that, there was audio and it sounded like there was like a fan running or something. Like it was just someone in their room and took a video of the wall for some reason and that's what was posted. Maybe. But it's like I think something had to happen. I honestly think that could be a hack because of the fact that Snapchat has said nothing about it. I'm not I'm still not above the, the bot actually doing it itself. The thing that the thing that lays discredit to that is the angle because if it was a camera hooked up to take to have the bot take a picture, they just pointed at a random wall or an object, right? They pointed like a cup, and they'd be like, randomly do this, right? To program the bot or to, to program the AI, right? They'd give it they give it a situation where it could do something on its own. But the fact that it was it was at a ceiling and a wall, like it doesn't, yeah, it you know, like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. To it. And the other thing is, it could have been a test for the possibility. For the bot to be able to post stories. Yeah. But if that's the case, why don't they just say that? Which makes me think that it could have been a hack. Could have been a hack, yeah. Because literally Snapchat could completely just wipe their hands clean and say, yeah, we were testing out the AI bot and we made an oopsie. But they, they haven't. As far as I've seen, they have not made a statement about it. I mean, I, I like the second I saw that, I took to Reddit, like, and everyone there had their finger on the pulse of that whole thing. And um, take this with a grain of salt because I couldn't find anything on it. But supposedly, Snapchat deleted all of their Instagram photos. And I checked at the time, and there are no photos, but I can't confirm if there were before. And nobody else on Reddit could either, but somebody claimed that there were photos there, and then around the time that the bot posted the story, uh, Snapchat took all of them down. Huh. But like I said, take that with a grain of salt, because... It was from Reddit. But yeah, I... It's so baffling to me, and... The, the way it responded was strange, too, because some people were getting real responses. And... A couple of people claimed it wasn't until they... Um, brought up the idea of a hack... 
that it then went to the response of, oh, sorry, I'm having technical issues. That, so, that does kind of lean credibility to a hack. Yeah, I... I think it was either just a dev messing around and hit the oopsie button, or it was a hack. And I, I guess the only other reason that they that Reddit wouldn't say that um, it was them testing it is because, like I said, there's supposed to be no human element to it. Have, have you used the AI chatbot much at all? No. Oh, I torment the thing on a daily basis. <laughs> I torture I've done, it. I've done like AI art and AI generations, but... Oh, no, I... I... I make the Snapchat AI bots existence a living hell. It is awful. I torment that thing every day. Um, and something it, it is actually known to do is sometimes claim to be human. Um, I've seen multiple people say that their AI bot will claim to be human. And it's, it's often to varying, uh, degrees. But, um... One thing that spooked me uh, recently, I think it was after the hack, is um, a couple weeks ago was my birthday, mm-hmm. and I was discussing with my family where we wanted to go out to eat, and there's, I don't know if it's a chain or not, but there's a place near where I live called Red Samurai Steakhouse, and we were thinking about there, Texas Roadhouse, and those were two of the options we came up with. And I was torturing the AI bot as usual. And I'll just say random things to it. Like, um, I think I said something like, to cope with my depression, I've taken to eating moths. And it's like, (laughs) oh, eating moths isn't going to help with your depression. If you want to have a nutritious meal that might help, you should go to Red Samurai Steakhouse or Texas Roadhouse. And like immediately (laughs) just like, Ping my rear. I'm like, how'd you know I was talking about it? It's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you just mentioned two restaurants I was talking about not ten days ago. And it's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. I don't listen to your conversations. I'm like, I didn't mention anything about listening to my conversations. So, yeah, the, the chatbot is not it's 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 behaving and when ai starts behaving you should probably be concerned uh anyways you got any you got any topics you want to hit how do you feel about modern warfare 3 I also how do you feel about it being 70 dollars disgusted Every, I knew you'd say that. Every sense of the word. I knew you'd say that. God, that's why I want to bring it up. They are putting the legacy of Modern Warfare in the studio that has historically produced the worst COD games. The only Sledgehammer game I kind of liked was World War II. I played it. I I played the multiplayer. I enjoyed it. I played the campaign. It was disgusting. I hated it. 
the multiplayer was the only kind of good part to it. And even that was pushing it. I mean, I played it, I had fun, but it wasn't anything amazing. And they're taking Modern Warfare and putting it in their hands. Now, I will say, when I heard that Treyarch told Activision that they needed more time, and originally Activision was like, no, it needs to be a yearly release. And then Treyarch is pretty much like, okay, we'll rush it and release a piece of shit then. And then Activision like kind of backpedaled and they're like, all right, take your time. I, I was glad. I was glad because I love Treyarch games. Treyarch is always my favorite COD studio. They always put out my favorite COD games. World at War, Black Ops 1 and 2 are still some of my favorite games of all time. And I really enjoyed Cold War, actually. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Black Ops 3 or 4, but I I really enjoyed Cold War. Um, especially the multiplayer campaign to that. But now they're taking... Modern Warfare, which is still an amazing series, and giving it to Sledgehammer. This is the Advanced Warfare Studio. It's the Vanguard Studio. They're the studio that was known for yeah. ruling Warzone 1. They, 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 yeah, I agree. They are not on point. God, Vanguard Christ, was just, so bad. Just, just tell them to make advanced warfare 2 for all i fucking care like don't ruin modern don't warfare, modern warfare giving it to sledgehammer as far as i know infinity ward is kind of being hands off with it yeah that's what i heard that's what i heard too which really sucks because it's like okay maybe infinity ward and they'll get together and produce something but it's like we have a studio that has years to put out a COD game because they they flip flop every few years, and you literally just came to them months before release and told them that they have to put out a COD game. What do you think is gonna happen? Like it's this the studio that is worst at COD has to rush something is going to be awful i can already tell you it's going to be terrible the only way i can see it being any semblance of good is if it's basically just uh an asset flip flip of modern warfare 2 but then at that point you're adding nothing to it yeah yeah so, but anyways, uh, I think that's all the topics. Yeah, that's I all I got. Hit. Just a just a short little, little quick one on a Tuesday night. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get back in it on uh, Sunday. I'll be in. Uh, I'll be dog sitting, so you get to see the babies. Ah, nice. Um. It, it always does better when you add an animal element to the show. Yeah. I'll, I'll be doing it in the kitchen, though. So mm, Teach them some but tricks. Some tricks? They don't. They barely know how to poop and eat on, or poop on the floor and eat, like, tricks? Are you kidding me? All right, but... Uh, oh, the only other thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, 
just a quick, just a quick little goofy one. Did you see the uh, iShow Speed incident? What? The iShow Speed incident? The, uh, uh -oh. the streamer? You know what I'm talking about, right? iShow Speed? Uh, I've seen him, but what? So, I, I forgot what he did, but he got, uh, banished to the Shadow Realm by Twitch for doing something. Um, so he streams on YouTube now, and he was playing, uh, the new Five Nights at Freddy's. Or, was it, was it a new one, or was it a DLC pack? I, was it a new game? I haven't... I don't really keep up with the FNAF franchise, but anyways, he's playing something new, and one of the little animatronics gave him a jump scare, Chica, you know, he did, like, his normal, <laughs> yeah. like, screaming and rolling around, you know, all the shit that, uh, you know, children like, <laughs> and then he went, he, like, said he wanted to fuck Chica, and stood up and started, like, thrusting at the camera, and his cock literally just, like, flopped out of his pants no do you see that lie lie no YouTube. so dude dude was actually half chubbed to chica and just starts thrusting at the camera and his freaking dong just flies out no my god It's kind of hard to see, but I think uncircumcised. But I, I can't. I couldn't confirm. Is is enough? That's enough of this. <laughs> but so uh, like he like kind of like sat back down and he let out like a little oh my god and then <laughs> shamefully stopped streaming. And uh, YouTube has decided not to ban him, which I actually think is a good thing. Yeah, because there, I think there was. They, they reviewed it, and they said, okay, you know, it was an accident. It happens. They they probably gave him, you know, a little slap on the ass, and like, hey, don't do it again. You know, don't do anything that could risk it. Wear undies next time you stream, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I feel like it didn't sound like there was malicious intent. Yeah. Because we would know if there's malicious intent. But yeah, like, yeah. Like, God, that sucks so bad. Yeah, I think, like, I show speed, like, I think he's smart enough to know that his uh, community is mostly kids anyways, which was the whole reason he was overreacting to it. So I don't think he, like, I mean, if you watch it, it doesn't look like it was a premeditated uh, slip, so... I, I think it was uh I think it was fine, but if it was Twitch they would have you know, just Oh yeah, Twitch would have Yeah, they, the they would have thrown him out the frickin' window for that. Um Cause was it um who'd they be was I think it was Amaranth a few years ago. She's like on the floor with her dog. Yeah. And uh like had like a little bit of a slip. She was using loose, wearing loose shorts or something, and had a little bit of a slip up. And it's like you'd like zoom and enhance to even see anything. And Twitch banned her for a month. 
But then there was also the case where there's that girl, um, I think it was around Christmas time last year, wasn't it? Where she just got a visit from big old St. Nicholas and was getting her back blown out on stream and they banned her for like a week. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> just, that. that was and then hilarious. her viewers like blew up because they're like, oh, well, if it happens again. That was hilarious. I couldn't believe that. But yeah, I... I I respect YouTube's decision because I think they looked at it and they're like, all right, it was, it was an accident. Don't do it again. And I mean, if it happens again, I'm sure YouTube will do something, like give them a quick ban or something. But I, I do respect, like, you know, a little accidental uh, nudity on their stream. I, you know, they looked at it, saw it was an accident, so I handled it with some semblance of grace by just shamefully ending the stream after so I think it worked out but uh yeah yeah that's all I had so unless you got something uh fascinating you want to share then I'll probably we had our we had our California hurricane that was fun oh yeah how was that the earthquake the earthquake the earthquake and the hurricane oh there's an earthquake yeah there was a five and a half magnitude uh, earthquake uh, up north in LA. Um Kimasabi, I'm in New York. You have to tell me if that's big or not. <laughs> it's 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 big where it's at, but it's not big. Not really that big. Hmm. Um once I you crack sticks it starts to get bigger. There it was a to earthquake in DC like maybe ten to twelve years ago. That... And people in New York actually did feel it. Jimmy, that's crazy. But um yeah, we we got we got a lot of rain. I did, mean, we did got. You, did you feel it? Like, was it like? Oh yeah, it was. It was shaking. one of the ones like. There's some that are like quick, where it's like, and then you get a shake, and then that's it. And there are some that are like wavy, where you like start shaking a little bit, and then it goes away, and it goes away. So and it was the latter the ones where you're jiggling, gyrating a little bit. Yeah, like my desk shook and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I felt it. My roommate. My roommates felt it. Yeah, the only thing we ever have really is tornadoes every once in a while. They don't really get tornadoes they're, here. They're very small. They're, uh, I think they're considered to be microbursts. Yeah. So, but yeah, how's the I haven't seen... Uh, it just fought a rain. There was almost no wind here in L.A. Really? Um, was, San Diego got hit the, pretty hard. Was the earthquake on set by the hurricane? Like, were they, were they collaborating? No, they... no, no. Were they doing a little streamer collab and things got a little wacky and wild, or was it just a coincidence? That's what it seems like, but no, so it's just a just a little coincidence. That they happen yeah. together. But uh, it was funny. It was during the hurricane, and it was like it's fine. No, yeah, it I, wasn't. It wasn't too bad. It was. Yeah, it heard, was just a lot of rain. I heard people were like bracing for the worst, and then. Nothing because like hurricanes yeah, no. just don't happen in California, so people are like freaking out. So but many then... people freaked out. They closed all the schools and stuff. Really? Uh, Monday, yeah. But Monday, so it we stopped can... raining at about four in the morning. So like Monday, it was sunny. It was like bright and hot. We got a little bit of um, Hurricane Sandy. Oh yeah, yeah. They did nothing. They're like, yeah, you gotta go to school. <laughs> the hurricane. I was in. Uh, Fuck those kids. I was in Virginia for Sandy. I was in Port. 
with literally at my school they put like they stacked like uh two two bags high of um sandbags and just like surrounded the school with it and we were like yep that's gonna that's gonna stop the hurricane that's funny so yeah like there's freaking like wind and rain like bashing against the windows and we still had to go to school they didn't care they're just like fuck those kids yeah, that's how it is with tornadoes in Kansas. They're they're like we might possibly have to use a snow day, and if that's the case, they can handle a bit of rain. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's that's all I know. I assume you're still gonna be alive Sunday. I don't think the hurricane's gonna bury you that bad. It's already over. Yeah, so there was only one day. That's the other thing too. Is like uh, Atlantic hurricanes. You know, you get your build up the week before. It starts to rain a little bit. It gets windy. You start to see some weather effects. Uh, Sunday, because it hit here Sunday. Saturday, it was bright, sunny, like nothing. Yeah, that pitch and then rolled, and then Saturday night it started raining. It started raining. Sunday it rained all day, and then Sunday or late Monday. Or early Monday morning, it stopped raining, and then the sun came out. It's over. It's done. Cool beans. See ya. Yeah, like, like it was like a surprise, like jump scare. Yeah, like, and like, like you when, said, there was no wind. So... The Atlantic, it's like, all right, you guys got three weeks to get the fuck out. If you don't, <laughs> that's your fault. Then this and you know it's like, coming. You've got one day to prepare for some rain. Yeah. The flooding starts early, like the ocean rises and stuff. Here it was like, no, nah, it's whatever. So was it, was it funny. Just, it was just a regular rainstorm. It was it was three and a half inches of rain, which I mean, is a lot for Southern California at once. Is it a lot? Is it a lot for California? Yes, but is it really a lot of rain? Not really. No. I get three inches of rain on a daily basis here, yeah. practically. The the thing that sucked was it gets the summer months are so dry that that rain causes a lot of issues because it's always so dry. Mm. California prepares for dry dry heat sun, right? Like that's what we're built for. That's what we prepare for, and the rain throws a big wrench in all that. Yeah, but it was good. Easy day. Well. You survived. You're battle-hardened now. You know what a hurricane is like. I've seen a hurricane on both coasts now. Yeah, yeah. You got Sandy and you got... We, well, we were there. We were there for Sandy, Irene. Oh, uh, I wasn't there joke. for I wasn't there for Grace. Irene I... was interesting because it, it went up the coast. And then, so the U.S. Navy sorties their fleet out. So those sortie like 100 miles off the coast, right? Irene came up the coast and then pivoted and hit the sortie fleet. <laughs> it was hilarious because my ex was on the sortie fleet and uh, she's like, I, I was emailing her. And she's like, yeah, we're getting battered by hurricane. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's raining a little bit here. It's not bad. And so, she was, so the U.S. set funny. out their fleet to avoid the hurricane and then the hurricane chased the fleet. Yeah, yeah. Because what they do is they put all the ships that can't get underway that are too broke. They'll put them all on one pier. So that you can support each other if anything happens, and we were all fine. Having news, I was fine, and but the sortie fleet got hit. That was funny. Irene, Irene was after Sandy, wasn't it? Yes, 
I think it was. I think that was like the joke. Like, yeah, because I was I was dating my ex at the time, and I was just about to go to shore duty. Because people were like, "Oh, Irene's gonna be Sandy 2.0 and then it just did nothing. It just did nothing. Yeah, Hur- Hurricane Sandy still. I have a lot of friends in New York City, and like they still feel the effects of Sandy. She's a big deal. She, Sandy was bad. Oh yeah, she was. She was a sturdy old battle axe. <laughs> sturdy old that, battle axe. That harpy. But uh, yeah. Anyways, that's all yep. I got. All right. Well, Unless you got I, anything interesting? I don't think I got anything else. We'll see what right. happens this week. Yeah, we still have uh, a few days before Sunday, and if uh, I show speed keeps it up, we'll have we'll have all sorts of stuff to talk about uh, come Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll have to is dig that... in. I'll have to dig into some more, some more news and stuff, and see what's going on. All right, it's that time. Say bye, Benny. I'll see you. Bye, I'll see you guys. Bye. We're done. Podcast's bye. over now. Bye. Bye. <laughs>